Mitsubishi. What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is today's either Monday, August 12th, or Tuesday, August 13th. I'm not really sure which day this one will end up coming out. That doesn't change the fact, though, that the chaos are going to the PLL playoffs. So week eight just wrapped up in San Jose, and the chaos are the first team to punch their ticket to the playoffs. Uh, the Whip Snakes again had their second crack at it in a row and uh, have dropped yet another one. So wheels are falling off a little bit for the whip snakes, but the chouse on top. So uh, Jake, how you doing this week? It looks like you're uh, got a little sun going. looks like vacation mode. So, I mean, what, what a move, a total beauty move to just keep grinding the content out, even on vacation. Yeah. I mean, you know, he really never sleeps. And, and that's what you have to understand is that you're always, you're always out here grinding, even if you're, you know, like on vacation with your family, which, you know, you haven't done in like five to six years, they'll understand, you know, that you, that you got to get the podcast off. Um, I managed to be able to watch the games and they were, they were, they were great. You know, um, the whip snakes true. I think they might, the wheels might be falling off. You know, they sat Rambo, um, in the, in the second half, uh, so, I mean, this, this is very interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, super excited for the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, man, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so – You had an interesting weekend. You had an interesting weekend yourself up at Placid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's we, – we can get into that real quick before we keep going PLL talk. Um, listen, the last time you guys heard from me, you know, I was just uh, – just a nobody, just out here spewing random nonsense into a microphone talking about lacrosse. But now I am a Lake Placid Summit Classic champion, uh, even if it's just as a coach. So went up there with uh, the boys of GMH Lacrosse Club, you know, based out of here in Philly. But, uh, you know, we were able to bring a few ringers with us up to Placid. Dude, this team was fucking loaded. Dude, I was like, I'm, I'm going through the roster of guys and, like, I'm trying to, like, think in my head, like, <clears throat> If this team, like, if we put this team out in, like, February, March, they're without a doubt. Like, they're going to the quarterfinals at, like, the very least. Dude, our attack, the Hogan Anacoke, beast. Kyle Long from Maryland, beast. Uh, then we, we, would, we would switch up between either uh, Foster Cuomo, beast from Quinnipiac, or Jordan Krug, who just won the D3 National Championship with Cabrini. Uh, dude, at the midfield, Nakai Montgomery, ever heard of him? Uh, Jack Trainer from Penn State, Ryan Creighton, UNC guy, dude. And then the defense, dude. This, these were the scariest motherfuckers like I've ever. Dude, I'm just like they're watching these guys play. This, keep in mind, this is like a men's league tournament, right? So it's like, like people are out there that like no one's really like geared up like that much. Um, dude, these guys are throwing massive amounts of lumber. We're talking JT Giles Harris. First team All American, probably have heard of him. Uh, Pat Foley from Hopkins. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Evan Connell, who UNC guy was playing with the Archers this year, and uh, dude Ryan McDulty from from Loyola, and then in Cage Drake Porter from Syracuse. So like that right there, that sounds like a just a like like an inside lacrosse All American list, and that's just the men's league team that we showed up with the Placid. So. I, I felt bad for a lot of other people that were up there this weekend because it's it's an awesome time. The tournament's great. The town is incredible. Like everyone's there to have a good time. But then when they ran up against this team, it was like, see you later. Like, good night, Jim Kite. 
Yeah, it didn't honestly seem to me to be very fair. Like, if you'd released that roster, you know, if you'd like, oh, Placid was like, hey, like, you know, send us your roster, you know, so we can check out, you know, the guys that you're bringing. They would have been like, okay, no, you guys can't come. Like, you, or they, they might have just like mailed you the trophy then and there. But I mean, that doesn't, that definitely doesn't seem fair, especially like, you know, to, I saw Tahoka doing Tahoka stuff. And, you know, the, the highlights you posted were, you know, what, what was even worse? What was even worse for like everyone else at the tournament is, dude, like, like this team, we sh- we showed up like ready to like this was a, like a professional setup. Like we had we had like a team bus and everything, like just showing up to a men's league tournament, just team bus. I mean, we didn't go as far as to like deuce it up walking out of the bus, but you know, coming out looking the part, and then the boys just snapped. So uh, yeah, I mean, the crease dive, we you know you you can you're you're in here as well you know this was a this was a team effort so the crease dive we are lake placid summit champs so congrats to us we are probably the only podcast in america right now who has won that tournament yeah if you think about it like we you know we're we're really putting in most of the work behind the scenes like i you know there was a guy in the instagram comments saying you know it was really great seeing Jordy uh, coaching with a beer in his hand all week. Like, how the fuck else are you supposed to coach? Yeah. Like, that's – I mean, it's called being the brains behind the operation. Like, you know, he's got to keep the – you know, the wheels greased. You know, like, come on. Dude, so, I, also, I also think, though, some of the boys – I think they saw that the camera was out there. They wanted to, you know, get themselves some some likes on the gram. And they were like, all right, I got to show out because, you know, if I put together a nasty little clip right here – Kaching, that's you know that's more that's more likes for me and like that's the way that the world revolves around that like you don't need money you just need likes so the boys were were showing out for the gram and i appreciate the hell out of those highlights it was a great weekend up in placid but it was also a great weekend in san jose dude and this the first game of the weekend this was a non-stop highlight factory chaos redwood so like we mentioned, and you probably already know by now, the chaos, they won the game 13 to 10. But like, dude, just play back that game over and over and over again. The amount of ridiculous goals that we saw in this game. Obviously, it, like, it's all highlighted by the Connor Fields turning the corner, coming from behind X, goes airborne, one hand, dunks it right over Tim Troutner, kisses the right pipe and in the back of the net. This thing was... It, you know what it was like? It was like, uh, like, like a Derek Jeter hop, right? Mm. So like that same exact motion. And like, you look at it and you're like, how the fuck is he able to do that? Like have that much control over his body as he's in the air. And then to just put it on a rope to the back of the net. Um, so that one was ridiculous. Dude, Garnsey, Garnsey went off. You know, that, one of the most exciting players when he has the ball and it's just Garnsey is such a writer, you know, good friend of the pod. He's just such an exciting player to watch every time he touches the ball, he does something crazy with it. And I mean, he's really come into it. It's funny. Um, you know, K K 18, another good friend of the pod, Kyle Harrison was talking about how Garnsey is like, Garnsey's the truth. Like he's, you know, he's a great player. And then his writer's mom commented and posted a picture of Ryder, he must have been eighth grade, seventh grade, and he's he and Kyle Harris, like Kyle Harrison took a picture of him, and now they're playing together, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, you know, shout out, shout out to Mrs. Garnsey for that one. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this looks, yeah, it looks like a uh, little 10-year-old little rider here. Again, I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast right now, you've probably already seen the tweet. It, it took off a little bit on lacrosse Twitter. Um, just a young rider and, and, a, and a younger Kyle Harrison. And, it, dude, it's crazy like to think that, like, so what? That would have been 12-ish years ago, maybe, right? Probably like 12 uh, years yeah. ago. And so he was like, you know, Kyle Harrison was at the top of the game then. And here we are, 2019, Kyle Harrison's still at the top of the game. So it's, it's wild when like you see that guy. Cause like a lot of the guys, you know, in, in the PLL, right? Like probably guys who they like looked up to idolize while they're, you know, growing up playing, you know, some of those guys, they've been retired for a while. K team's still out there just rocking it. Yeah, dude, that was, I mean, and that, and the, the funny thing is that wasn't even like, you know, the best highlight from the game. You know, I think, I think this weekend and somebody, somebody made a comment. Um, Real quick. I want to know which one, which one did you think was the best highlight of that game? Cause I have one in my, as much as I love the fields one, there's one more in mind that was, just, I think miles Jones, yes. um, miles Jones, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> just bowling over um oh my god i'm blanking on yeah yeah done done, and just absolutely sticking one top left like so this is the thing if if he had bounced it wouldn't have been as cool all right the fact that he went high to high top left over the top like off of the stick like that was by far the my my favorite of the weekend um but like god what i was going to say is that uh, what, what's your, what we really got to see this weekend. And I think that, you know, yes, maybe I'll, I will start posting more of this on Instagram, but the goalie play from this weekend was pretty out of this world. Like Ryder catching the ball on the crease going, you know, that little underhand, which should have been a goal, which is, it's a, it's a goal in, in any other game, but blaze Reardon had an absolute just day and knew where Ryder was going with that ball. So, I mean, the goalie play from this weekend, especially in the chaos game, was absolutely, you know, Timmy Troutner. Just doing Timmy Troutner stuff. But, yeah. yeah, like, and that's – the shame about it is that the goalies, like, you're playing in the PLL. Like, obviously, they're the best goalies in the world. It's just sometimes just the amount of talent that is in this league right now some of these goals are just it's it's tough to come out of the shadows of some of the goals like so again the, the blaze stop on rider on the doorstep with the little spinning backhand incredible safe just he was on the money the whole time but then you know when you have guys like like Jared Newman just stepping in from a casual like 20 yards out and just bringing the bombs like that like that shit right there it's like oh fuck like there's only so much that we can talk about and Jared Newman just screaming at people that they should have slid to him usually gets a little bit prioritized ahead of uh, some goalie play. So that's no disrespect to the goalies, but it's just Jared Newman being, it's no disrespect on our end to the goalies. It's just Jared Newman disrespecting entire organizations and pretty much all of humanity with that one, just stepping in from 20 bombs away back of the net and then just just breaking it down for the defense. You know, like every time a defense gets scored on, they all huddle up around the goalie. They talk about what they could have done different. Yara Newman, he's a good guy. He wants to help them out. He's telling them, listen, guys, I know exactly how you could stop this. Just slide to me. Don't let me shoot from anywhere within the midfield line. And the scary part is that, you know, he says he's in range at 20. That's, that's insane to me. To being, you know, he's in range at 20. So that's five yards outside. 
outside of the, the, the arc. So you have to slide to him five yards outside of the arc. That's, that's, that's astronomical range, especially from a guy who is so tall. Like you think he would be in range. He's probably in range at 22 to 23, you know, and being able to put that much on the ball. Whew. Well, I think he, I think he just needs to start getting a little bit more like right now, the chaos, they already have their ticket punched to the playoffs. So like they're, they're good to go right now. So I think these next two games could really be some, some solid heat check opportunities for Jared Newman. Like let's just push the envelope a little bit and see where we can back that range up to, right? Like if, if you take a shot from 25 and it doesn't go, guess what? The boys are still already in the playoffs. It doesn't really make a difference. So, you know, let's just do some, uh, some some mental whoa some missile launch tests and uh, just just see where it goes because I I do think like it sounded like he was being a, like a little cocky for the microphones when he says like I think when I'm at twenty I'm in range but I also think it was an an accurate statement. I mean I totally believe him. I think that he was actually like underplaying how much in range he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like the, the, that game was, was pretty insane. Unfortunately, I only got, I only got to catch the tail end of it. Um, but again, like, you know, the PLL always has it covered with the highlights. Um, oh, yeah. so it's almost like you didn't miss anything. Well, tell you what, talking about people who, you know, coming into the season, you probably didn't think of them as range gods. Joe Nardella. Shout Dude. out to Joe Nardella, friend of the pod was on here last week. You know, we're talking to Joe. We're hyping him up. We're saying, listen, man, you might be a, a face-off specialist by title. You might be a FOGO by, you know, that, that's just what you're categorized at, but you're breaking out here as a goal scorer. And what does he go out and do the following weekend? Puts two, two in the G's. back of the net. Two Gs yeah. in the back of the net. Joe Nardella. Now, unfortunately for the Whip Snakes, it wasn't enough, so they go down to Chrome 20-16. to 16. Dude, how about the Crow, man? They don't win often, but when they do, they shit pump teams. That, that's two wins on the season for them. Their first win, they put up 19 goals. Their second win, they put up 20. So they're looking right now like they're probably out of it. Um, I, I think that there's a little too much room ahead of them to make up uh, with just two more weeks left in the regular season. But I'll tell you, that this, the game plan, listen, just – throw up ridiculous amounts of numbers and just make sure if you're scoring 20, it's really hard to lose a game if, if you're putting 20 in the back of the net. So it seems like a good game plan. And do they were getting production out of uh, some, some of the eldermen there on, yeah. on the Chrome team. The karate kid, you know, the hat trick out of the karate kid. That was, uh, uh, I, you know what? I think it, I think what it is is I think they've been, they've been hearing us talk about how they're kind of getting old. And I mean, Dano absolutely ripping that one near side pipe. Uh, I think that's, I, I think he's trying to send us a message and that he's saying a big fuck you to the crease dive, which I mean, we've always been inspirations to these guys out here. I mean, you know, obviously we just talked about our good friend, Joe Nardella pumping two in the back of the goal. Like, you know, if, if that's what you guys need, Ned and, and Matt, like we're, we're there for you. And we'll, we will continue to be there for you. But, you know, we're looking for a 40-point game. You got us to 36. We're looking for a 40-point game. I want to see 22 
one or something like that. And I, I think it's possible. Um, God, well, that, that, was, that was some offensive production, like insane. Yeah, dude, the, the snipe from Donowski was just an absolute rip. And you know what, though? Even though it could have been a nice little fuck you to the crease dive, he was also paying some homage to the boys going low to high till the day he dies on that one. So that was a rocket tucked right away, right under the crossbar there. Um, yeah, dude, seven points from Uncle Ned. So again, the, the Chrome at this point, like they're just like they're at that point in the season where they probably won't make the playoffs, but like the best thing that they can do is just fuck up another team who's trying to make a push for the playoffs here. Um, so to make sure that the Whip Snakes don't get to celebrate clinching a playoff spot for now the second week in a row, um, you know, that's, that's big for them moving forward. So big game out of the Chrome. Another dropped game out of the whip snakes. It's it might be time to start worrying a little bit. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe there's you know this is a team that came firing out of the gates. Pretty sure they were four and one to start the season, um, or four, four or no to start the season. So it's uh, you know the wheels are coming off a little bit, but there's still two more games left in the regular season here for them to figure it out. And like they're gonna be in the playoffs, but it's just. Like, guys, you might want to figure this shit out and, like, might want to get yourselves back on track before the playoffs start or else, you know, that's going to be a little tricky going into Columbus on a, on, a, on a losing streak like that. Another team that's making a playoff push here, and so this was the game that had probably the most on the line heading into the weekend, Archers and Atlas. So this was pretty much, if you win this one, you're you are set up for the playoffs like you you give yourself a nice little boost you kind of solidify yourself there in one of those top three or four spots if you lost this game you you really just rammed yourself right in the ass there and uh unfortunately for the atlas they got ass blasted by the archers so marcus holman Again, what, what what do we expect out of marcus holman like what doesn't he should like week, I mean, week to week to week the man comes out and he performs. He might be I, like he, he doesn't be get tired. Like Kevin, he's like Kevin Gates. Like he doesn't get tired. Like there's there's not there's not a, a day in the world. Like he's out there absolutely hustling at every point. Like what what more could you ask for? He's like the ultimate teammate, you know. Um, and he was that way in college too. Like you know, he was just lethal in transition. He could create. He could dodge. He could you know he, he was there to finish. Like you know, obviously he's not finishing as quick as you know Will Manny. Um, you know, the ball in and out of the stick is just insane. But um, and then we we also saw Joey Sink step out for two. You know, he he had two goals. So like he's he's being integrated into the offense, which is I mean, where that's yeah. it's a good recipe. Yeah, I was real, real happy to see Joey get out there, make his debut with the Archers, put two in the back of the net. I know he's had a little bit of a rough go with it, um, you know, with, you know, with the Redwoods bringing in Jules and and Ryder, so you know that kind of made it a little bit difficult for him to find his spot with that attack. Uh, then he had a little bit of an injury, so he wasn't able to get out there on the field. But now making his Archers debut, two in the back of the net. Um, also, really cool story wearing number thirty four this week. Uh, in honor of one of his former teammates, Eddie Coombs, who uh, he passed, might have been like eight years ago at this point. So he was a uh, local guy from the, the Philly area, went to Marist. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, he, he passed, I think it was summer going into his sophomore year. So he was 
always wore 34. So to see Joey come out wearing the 34 for him and putting two in the back of the net, uh, great weekend for him, especially with the archers catching that dub. See, because now they are uh, – so right now, I mean, they're, they're in third. So things were looking a little shaky for them. They had lost like four games in a row, uh, but they've been able to get themselves back on pace here. And yeah, so they're sitting pretty – they're pretty comfortable right now in that third spot. Um, and then, dude, the Archers and the Chrome. So two of the teams who have had the longest losing streaks of the season, right? So Chrome, I think they lost five in a row. Archers lost four in a row. They both have goal differentials of plus four. So like they're both at the top of the league in goal differential. So like that, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me, but that's what the PLL is. Like nothing makes sense. You can't predict anything you just gotta shut up sit down watch it and be like holy fuck these guys are all incredible you can't you can't go into any game like "Mm, this one's gonna go this way or this one's gonna go a chance to win or to get into the playoffs they still do at least the least chance to get into the playoffs yet they put up 20 on a nice saturday in san jose yeah and i mean really what that just comes it's like we were saying this pretty much all season long where it's like, you know, especially when the team, when both of these teams, when they were on their losing streaks, we constantly said like, yo, these, all these rosters are loaded. None of these teams are actually that bad. Like, like you lose five games in a row. You're thinking to yourselves like, oh, this team must be a bunch of shit bags. It's like, no, like things just weren't dropping for them. They, you know, they just weren't able to close out games. They were losing by one, Um, you know, so like, when the shit starts to, you know, when everything starts to actually drop for them, boom, there's, there's a 20 goal day in San Jose. So like none of it, even though again, they're, they're what, you know, Chrome's two and six and Archers are four and four. So like, you're not expecting like, you know, with records like that to be just like a team that can come out there and just shit pump whoever they come up against. But it's like, like they have that in them all, like all these teams do. Um, So it just comes down to, you know, which team has the shot dropping for them or not on any given week. So again, again, it's just PLL. You can't make sense of any of it, which I think is perfect for a podcast like us where like, we're not really that great at making analytical predictions. We just kind of just go with whatever the hell's on the top of our head, which makes us look like idiots sometimes. But right now everyone looks like an idiot because you never know what's going to go on. Like you can, read all the stats in the world. You can watch the game with a calculator. You can put everything into a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet and like think you have it all dialed down. And then these teams come out and just completely shit all over all the quote unquote research you were doing. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the elements of the PLL that has been the most enjoyable is that you're not out there particularly worried about what's going to happen and know that when you tune in, players in the world do crazy shit and it's going to be a good time, you know? And I I think that that's been, I think that that was the PLL's goal was like, you know, Hey, you can just fucking turn on uh, the TV and watch lacrosse. And it's awesome. It's awesome lacrosse. It's not somebody getting an absolute beat down. Every game's competitive. I think that was the goal starting out. And they, they threw through two months, they have absolutely delivered. And again, like, well, I don't, I'm not sure that you could ask for any more than that. Nope. And uh, you can't ask for any more, but guess what? We're lucky enough that we're getting some more. So 
The boys, they will be heading up to Canada this weekend. We'll have uh, two games on NBC Sports this weekend while the, the fellas are up playing in Hamilton. Um, so another weekend coming up here. We will, uh, you know, obviously we'll get into that with our weekend preview episode on Friday. Uh, you know, that pretty much does it for this past weekend. And, you know, Jake, like we mentioned in the beginning of the show, you're down the beach right now. So we don't want to keep you for that long. Absolute legend move to just pop off the beach, hop on the mics real quick. So um, you might win our greaser of the week for that move right there. I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it. Uh, sponsored by Pearl Lacrosse, obviously. Yeah, you got to, uh, you know, br- bring the spoon out on the beach, toss a pearl around. Like, listen, that, that was always like the worst thing about, you know, like you want to be, you want to have your stick with you on the beach. It's great to have a toss. You know, you got the salt air coming on it. It just feels great. But then, you know, the, the ball ends up just looking like shit after, you know, maybe it drops in the ocean, gets a little sandy. Um, dude, you can, you could put, a pro lacrosse ball, put it on the Titanic, right? So if, if pro lacrosse was a rounder in the Titanic, the Titanic goes down. You could then go find the Titanic right now. Everything would be fucked, right? It's been down in the bottom of the ocean for like a hundred years. The pro lacrosse ball would still be in mint condition. That's how good it is. And uh, yeah, so pro lacrosse, they didn't pay me for that one. But if, you know, if you guys end up selling like a million balls because of that, ad read right there i'll take a couple couple bucks you know just pay, pay yeah, for just, my beer a couple bucks to get a nice bang energy drink or something like that yeah that'll wrap it up for this week's uh recap again the chaos the first team in pll history to lock up a playoff spot so that'll be a good trivia question for like 20 years down the road and while we wait for that trivia question to happen we will always be keeping it low to high to the day we die Show me a piece of your heart, a piece of your love I'm calling you up to getting down, down, down The way that we touch is never enough I'm turning you up to getting down, down Show me a piece of your heart, a piece of your love I'm calling you up to getting down, down, down The way that we touch is never enough Turning you up to get down, down, down. What? Sorry, just quickly. What if it's. Da da da, uh, da da da, uh, uh, down, down, down. Da da da, uh, uh, da da da, uh, uh, da da da, uh, uh, da da da. Da da da, uh, uh, da da da, uh, uh, da da da, uh, uh, da da da. Down, down.
Show me what you want 